You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews. I... I'm feeling a lot better today, like mentally, not physically. I got like zero sleep, but I press on. I move forward to deliver the things that you, the fans, need to hear about. And there's a lot to talk about today on the program. We're going to talk about Marco Estrada and his performance Last night, we're also going to talk about how Curtis Granderson bailed out the offense and why that might be his final blow as a Blue Jay for the time being. But I wanted to start today on a it's a somber day with the news that Aretha Franklin passed earlier today, the Queen of Soul, who was one of the best singers of all time, like had the best voice of all time. I, I think she's easily top five with what she's able to do with her vocals. But we have to talk about what happened in Atlanta last night. And what happened was uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. was on the verge of looking to extend his leadoff home run streak to four games and his overall home run streak to six games. He stepped in the box to face Miami starter Jose Urania, and Urania, instead of wanting to become a statistic, decided to drill Acuna in the arm. And Acuna ended up having to leave that game an inning later. And no one is happy about what Jose Urania did. The Braves are pissed off. Obviously, his manager, Don Mattingly, is pissed off. You ask anyone in Major League Baseball that is not in a New York broadcast booth or an Atlanta broadcast booth, they agree that what Jose Urania did was despicable. And for a pitcher who was previously known as Miami's best chance to essentially replace Jose Fernandez after his tragic passing. This was nauseating to see. This was terrible. And it has absolutely zero place in baseball. And sadly, it's it's not just a Jose Urania thing. In this instance, Urania deciding to take it on himself to prevent a good player from doing good things. That kind of mentality is entirely abhorrent and has no place in baseball. And if I was Commissioner Rob Manfred, I would be incredibly severe with the punishment. I would dare say Urania is, I would say, done for the season. Because as as much as Manfred's coming out and like he wants the young stars to sell the game and protect the game, you, you can't sell stars when they're wearing casts on their elbows because someone decided to put a 94 mile an hour pitch onto their arm joint. You, you cannot have this kind of, and, and like, it's, it's not even some perceived slight 
some some nod back of caveman baseball. It's not like anyone plunked a Miami star the night before. Miami doesn't have any stars left to plunk, but no, Jose Urania took it upon himself to avoid being shown up, and that cannot be abided by. In this era, it's like everyone flagrant fouling LeBron James or Steph Curry whenever they go to take a shot. Just unacceptable. It makes the game worse. And Rob Manfred should suspend Jose Urania for the rest of the season for this because this is garbage baseball. I I derisively called it caveman baseball in the past because we have talked about it on this show before because no one's immune to this. The Blue Jays were involved in it back in late May against Boston when they got plunked three times in a game. Twice by Rick Porcello, once by Joe Kelly. And, you know, shockingly, Russell Martin wore it in that game. Who knew that Russell Martin would just continue this trend of being hit by pitch? Actually, I want to check that now, just see how many times he's been hit this season, because he might be able to make a run for it. But no, after the third plunking, when Joe Kelly hit Teoscar Hernandez in the eighth, Danny Barnes was called out to immediately drill Brock Holt. And I was pissed off. I was not happy. And I know, pissed off, strong language for this podcast. I try to keep it as G-rated as possible. But it just confounded me that it the team would stoop to that kind of level because it does nothing for anyone. It just results in injuries. It results in needless base runners. In fact, right after Danny Barnes plunked Brock Holt, Sandy Leone hit a two-run home run in that game. So it, it just put that game completely out of reach, served no purpose but to supposedly settle a grudge, which you've seen Rick Porcello play against the Blue Jays, right? He's He's wild. He wasn't trying to be malicious or anything like that. So I derided this then. I deride it strongly now. And for those of you who are wondering why I bring this up in a Blue Jays podcast, I want to point you to what Richard Lee Sam brought up on Twitter at R. Lee Sam, uh, a very good writer. But he brought up the point that if you are not angry about what Miami's pitcher did to Ronald Acuna just imagine if say Baltimore pitcher Andrew Kashner decided to drill Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in in an at-bat next year and Vlad Guerrero Jr. ends up injuring his arm and has to miss time how angry are you at that point how protective are are you of the ability to just go out there and do this and not face any kind of repercussions whatsoever. What, they're going to suspend Urania 10 games? That's a start. Most people are doing that anyway. Teams are putting starters on the DL and just giving them a bit of rest. That's, that's not punishment to Jose Urania. No, punishment is saying you don't get to play the rest of the year. You miss six weeks of development for your pig-headed attitude on the mound. You miss ample opportunity to try and prove that you are worth that next contract because you had to be the big man and and plunk a guy who was showing you up who was being better than you that's not how the world works you don't get to hurt someone who's better than you and it's disgusting that that kind of attitude sticks there and don mattingly i i know he came out 
and said, we didn't tell Urania to do that. We, we didn't order the code red, but he has to wear it on it too, because you, you have to be able to instill that sense of, I, I almost want to say pride. You have to be prideful and, and be confident. I'm not going to let this guy get a leadoff home run because I'm going to strike him out. I'm going to get him the ground out. Not, I'm going to take the cheap way out and plunk him. It's absolutely gutless. And Jose Urania deserves a massive punishment for this. And, again, if it's anything less than the rest of the season, I heavily question where baseball's priorities are. Because if you're popping guys for hurting themselves longer than you're popping guys for deliberately going out there and hurting others, it's going to cost you star power. We don't know what that did to Ronald Acuna Jr. The x-rays supposedly came back negative, but they came back negative on James Paxton too. And James Paxton is missing time after taking a line drive off his arm. That's essentially what Ronald Acuna did. And he, it could have been avoided. It, there was no reason to do it. But Jose Urania had to go out there and he, save his fragile eagle, ego and and just be like, I'm not going to be a statistic. I'm not going to be that guy who gives up the home run. Just absolutely gutless. And again, I, I want him out for the rest of the year. He can come back next year. He can show maybe he's matured. Maybe he can be a guy who gets people out instead of just trying to cheat around him like that. You don't want to face him, intentionally walk him. Don't be drilling him like that. Absolutely gutless. Anyway, we'll actually talk about Blue Jays stuff. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do that. I'm I'm getting way too angry about Jose Urania. So, yeah, let's talk about Blue Jays stuff. Okay, so the Blue Jays did play last night, and they won 6-5 over the Royals. They clinched at least a series split in Kansas City. So, yay, that's a something. But it it did not feel like a good win. And, like, I know wins don't really matter at this point. You're just looking to, like, get through the season, get the young guys playing, do whatever. But it felt like an overall loss for the Blue Jays. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. And we're going to start with the pitching. Because um, as much as you don't want to admit it, Marco Estrada is auditioning right now. He's auditioning for teams that could use another starter. He's auditioning for teams who could use a veteran arm who's got postseason experience and can potentially steal a game or two, or even pitch out of the pen, because he has experience coming out of the bullpen. Last night's audition was not great. And you you can easily put the blame on Sal Perez, because Sal Perez was just hammering everything that Marco put out there with with the two home runs and the three RBIs. But Marco from... Like, he, he looked all right against batters that were clearly overmatched. Batters that had no idea what was coming with the fastball changeup combo. And you're not going to find as many of those in the postseason as you are on a Royals team that is second worst in the American League. 
So it's easy to look good against the Royals, but against the the caliber players of that Royals team, Whit Merrifield went one for three with a walk last night. Sal Perez obviously three for three against Estrada. The only players he made look bad were Alex Gordon and Lucas Duda, and and the rest are just just kids, and and Alcides Escobar which Alcides had the final RBI off him. So what what does that really say? It it says he didn't perform as well as he could have. He he almost got through 7 innings, which is great, great for his length. His pitch count was under control for the most part. He left after 94 pitches, threw 65 of them for strikes. That's a pretty good ratio. But he was giving up a lot of contact and it it was it was mixed. It was it was those kind of lazy pop ups that Estrada likes to get those easy outs. But there were a lot of deep fly balls, and Kauffman Stadium. That's that's fine. You can do that there. They can reel those fly balls in. But when you're pitching in Yankee Stadium, when you're pitching in Minute Maid Park, when you're pitching at Citizens Bank Park, Wrigley Field cozier confines you're not going to have that kind of real estate you're not going to have your outfielders to be able to reel those back in and marco estrada didn't do a good enough job convincing me that he can keep balls in the park and like yeah sal perez took both of them out but with ease because sal perez is an all-star sal perez is a professional hitter he knows how to make contact how to sit back on that changeup. And, and wait for a fat fastball. A lot of the batters in the postseason are going to know how to do that unless you're facing a green team like an Atlanta or like a Philadelphia. So for teams that are looking at Marco Estrada, it's it wasn't the best sign. And and like if you're relying on Marco to be a reliever, much like Francisco Liriano last year, the fact that he gave up those two runs immediately to Sal Perez, like Sal Perez was not fooled from the beginning when it came to Marco Estrada. That's not good in a situation if you're expecting Estrada to help bridge the gap. If you're expecting to get you to your closer. And just all in all, that was a bad look for the Blue Jays to have Marco Estrada go out there and be just mediocre Marco, not magic Marco mediocre. I I was impressed with Ryan Tapera last night. He had a really good outing pitch for four outs, which was really nice. And then Ken Giles and I said Ken Giles would be safe against the bottom half of the Royals lineup. And then Ryan O'Hearn emerges again to make me look bad because that's all he has done this series is just hate on me for having the same name. And he, he took Giles deep. But that's fine, because Ken Giles had a two-run lead to work with, and he kept it within one run, and that's what Ken Giles do. He will give up enough runs to maintain his save, but he will get his save when it comes. He's 15-15 for this year, with a 6.03 ERA. So, almost remarkable how he's been able to do that. But, yeah, just, it was a performance that was bailed out by one guy and we will talk about that one guy
Okay, so Curtis Granderson is a hero. And and I'm not just saying that because he hit a grand slam last night and it proved to be the winning run in this game. He's a hero because he's a good person. Because he's like, I should take my teammates to the Negro League Museum so they can learn about history and and appreciate what they have. And Curtis Granderson does that for free because he is that kind of person. I I hope there are kids across the nation growing up to be Curtis Granderson. But what Curtis Granderson also did last night was mask more problems with that Blue Jays offense. And I said as much last night when it was bases loaded and Maley struck out and Urania popped out and I'm like, Curtis, just walk. I, I'm not expecting much. Just, just use your batting eye like you do and get a walk, bring in a run here. So it's not another bases loaded situation just left wanting. Obviously, Curtis Granderson did much more than that with that Grand Slam. It was great. But, again, it's just... You watch the Blue Jays load up the bases again on a pitcher and just not be able to do anything. They had Jorge Lopez in terrible situations all night. Runners on third. Runners on second. They... The base is loaded. They had many opportunities to really put this one out of reach and just just completely wreck Kansas City's night for for bark in the park night. Just send all those dogs home unhappy, which makes me sad. But either way, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't bring their boot down on this team. Yeah, again, like I said, that fourth inning. Bases loaded, no one out. It should not take a miracle swing from Curtis Granderson at 2-0 to bring all those runs in. Luke Maley was swinging for the fences, and he didn't get anything. Richard Urania actually knows he's not a power hitter. He's a contact hitter, so he tried. But that he just weakly popped out because Richard Urania is not an RBI person. So... It, it just speaks to more more problems with this team. And, and you know, it wasn't just that fourth inning. One inning later, when Lopez was taken out of the game after walking Russell Martin and Kevin Pillar, Alemis Diaz goes out there, and he's, he, he's got to know there's two outs. He's got to know he's just trying to keep the inning going. But he went swinging for the fences, and he just tapped it weakly in front of the catcher. And you see that a lot. You see that in the six when again, Blue Jays had the bases loaded and Teoscar comes up and Teoscar does what a young power hitter does. And he strikes out looking for that grand slam, looking for that big blow. When in a six, three game, all you, all you need is just to make solid contact. All you need is to hit a single and put, put something into the outfield and just repeatedly the the younger names on this Blue Jays team are showing they're not able to do that yet. And, and, you know, again, doesn't help that it's compounded by 
another bad send. Which, when when in the top of the third, Urania's on second, and Grichuk singles into center, and I, the only person who might have been able to make that work is Javi Baez, because Javi Baez somehow makes everything work when he's running. But Richard Urania has no idea how to avoid a catcher like Sal Perez, who, again, is an all-star, knows how to block the plate, knows how to receive throws. And Brett Phillips made a really good throw, and he was just done at the plate. There was no chance for for any kind of reprieval or or any kind of review. Just just no chance because Perez was on it and Urania was out. And again, there's no, there's no real need for it that early. Like I, I know you want to try and get as many runs as you can, but it's a two, one game in the top of the third and you have one out. If Urania's on third, that Justin smoke fly ball scores him easily. And you're not taking the risk. Especially with a power hitter like Smoke. This isn't this isn't May Kendris Morales coming up to the plate. This is Justin Smoke. He's obviously your best hitter. And I, I don't think I'm being hyperbolic in saying that. Justin Smoke is the most consistent hitter. Well, Kevin Pillar has been the best hitter in Kansas City, but you're not counting on Kevin Pillar for that. Justin Smoke is your most consistent professional hitter, and you're taking the bat out of his hands. And Smoke would have brought that run in with a solid sacrifice fly, because that's what Justin Smoke can do, except he can't, because you keep sending runners when they have absolutely no business being sent. And I don't know if they're talking to Luis Rivera about this, but... It just baffles me every time. It's like they don't learn their listen. They're the kid putting their hand on a stove and just thinking, hmm, this time I think I'll be able to keep it there for five seconds. No! Stop doing it! Stop for the fan base's sanity. Stop sending runners from second to home when you know there is little to no chance of survival for them at the plate. Just, uh, again, that it would be a lot angrier if I didn't see Curtis Granderson hit that home run. So that's, that's where Blue Jays baseball is. Me yelling at them to stop making the same mistakes over and over and over again and one person being the lone savior, and that person being Curtis Granderson. And I thank him for that. And although it seems like he's going to be on the way out, potentially to the Yankees, which that'll be fun. Now I'll have to root for two Blue Jays on there. But no, he deserves a chance to win a ring. And I'm thankful for everything that he has given to the Blue Jays this year. And I'm thankful you all let me give to you about the Blue Jays this year. And again, we're going to continue to do it through until the season ends every weekday. Because this is the Locked On Podcast Network. And that's what Locked On does. It does daily podcasts. So, you know, once baseball season's over, why not check out Locked On NFL? Uh, It's hosted by Matt Williamson. He's got a brand new lineup this season. 
Uh, every Monday they have local experts on for like the biggest stories for for local teams. We got coverage of every single team by this point. Uh, Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus comes on on Wednesdays. Mike Sando from ESPN is on Thursdays. Uh, you can follow it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get fine podcasts like this one, which I hope you're subscribed to on iTunes and Google Play as well. So, you know, if you if you are subscribed to it, hey, uh, give a review, give a rating. And if you're not subscribed to it, well, you know, it would be helpful if you did. I'm not going to force you to do it. I'm just going to say it would be helpful and we would appreciate it. Um, if you appreciate me, you can follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's N-E-O-A-C-1-8. You can follow this podcast at LockedOnJays. And yeah, you can continue to check in every day for baseball goodness. And, you know, like I said, we, we talked about a bigger issue in MLB in the first segment. And I might continue doing that just if... I feel something can be tangibly tied together with the Blue Jays. I'm probably going to do that more often and, you know, just kind of broaden the horizon a little bit because that's what we do on this podcast. So thank you all for accepting that and listening to this podcast for everyone here at Lockdown Blue Jays. I'm Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening and y'all take care.